Today we welcome a special guest to the QuickBook Podcast. Preetu Upala is quite the all-rounder. She's the host of the Preeti Experience, writes at Forbes, appears on CNN, speaks at the World Economic Forum and Horasis, in addition to working on various other platforms. Um, in addition to being a global thought leader, Preeti is also a very passionate cricket fan. And it is our pleasure to have her on the podcast today. Preeti, welcome to the QuickBook Podcast. Thank you for coming on. Namaste, namaste, Charvel, and your co-host, and, and to your wonderful audience, and to the Crick Blog Podcast. It is my pleasure to be here with you today. No worries. It's our pleasure so, to have you. Yep. So welcome, Preeti. And the first question, let's dive straight into the cricket um, that we are here to speak about today. So walk us through your journey uh, with the sport. How did you fall in love with the sport? Where did the passion start? Oh, yeah. The... You know, everyone has their their own their own uh, journey with with this sport, especially any Indian, right? Um, yeah. For me, obviously, you know, being Indian, growing up, I grew up in Dubai in the Middle East. Uh, they don't play cricket there. However, the diaspora is quite large there, and they were as obsessed, you know, over there. We watched all the games, especially the India-Pakistan games, were so hot. <laughs> um, I still remember, you know, getting so. Uh, I mean, those were the most exciting matches. I think we've never seen such matches again. I think the passion and that mm. sort of how competitive we used to get. So growing up, obviously watching it and uh, I mean, appreciating it just like any other uh, Indian fan, I guess. I traveled a lot. So it was interesting, I think, to see what cricket meant to different countries, like moving from the Middle East to Australia was interesting because Australia is a cricket loving nation too. And, but they have their own perspective and obviously they're, they have such a, I mean, they have been champions for so long, really. Um, so it was interesting to get the Australian spirit of cricket and, you know, and they were so competitive and aggressive and yet fair play, you know, all, all that wonderful stuff. So even that, that uh, dynamic was, was interesting. But it's really, I think, from the um, the 2007 World Cup, I think, that for me at least, it um, kind of, uh, I don't know, I, I got really into it at that point. And before that, it was just a matter of appreciating the game and obviously supporting my team. Um, and it was tricky when Australia used to play India because, you know, I mean, I don't know. There have been times when I've gone for Australia, I think. Um, I wouldn't do that today, but, you know, 15, 20 years ago, I did. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, really, after the 2007 World Cup, it all kind of changed. And suddenly, India had arrived in a way. And then I think we've never looked back since. And we've only gone from strength to strength. And uh, it's been quite a journey, I think. Yeah, um, thinking about when you were in Australia, Preeti, it was 2000 to 2011, I think you were telling me. So that was a, a very good time for Australian cricket. Yes. As, as an Australian fan, um, you know, I look back at those times with a lot of happiness as we struggle. But you make a good point about the 2007 World Cup. That's like a turning point or massive wake-up call for India, that, that campaign. How did you feel about that at that time, you know, when India were knocked out of the group stages? Well, well, that that was d disappointing. However, I think I'm uh, alluding more to the. Um, I think for me, the when the T20 World Cup campaign started. T20 World Cup, India, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
My apologies. So that, that, it, was, that was the Aussie in me there, thinking about the ODI World Cup in 2007 instead of the T20. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And, and I think the Indian in me was, was thinking about the 2007 yes. World Cup. <laughs> you, you have to clutch onto the past memories so, right. right now, Shabet. Yeah, and we had a new captain on the scene. And, mm. uh, you know, for me, when I think about a player that has uh, really uh, affected me the most, uh, you know, it definitely was was the great Emma's Doni. Yep. I still remember him with his long hair and uh, he looked like a rock star. He had the, the no sleeves, you know, he showed up there. It was like all of India came out to bat, you know, and the way that he led the very young team. And when, it, when, when everybody, like we were the last country to really take to the T20 format. And we sort of almost thought, is this even going to work? All the great players didn't want anything to do with it. So we had this young captain leading this young team and we won it. And in such great style and spectacular fashion, right? I don't think anyone will forget that, that final and yeah. that, the, how dramatic, the dramatic last over. And I think it, and, and I think MSD had arrived, I think as well with that win. And then of course, going on to win the 2011 World Cup was yeah. quite uh, a, a milestone as well. So I think those were, you know, I think that whole decade was great for, for yeah. Indian uh, fans and uh, sort of watching this new team get a life of its own and uh, kind of a, a real change, I think, in their attitude and, yeah. you know, their mindset and they had new leadership. And I think it all was very exciting. Pretty, is it safe to say then MS Dhoni is that one player that fueled your love for the sport? Or is there, is there any other couple of players that you can speak about? Uh, yes, I think if you're talking about favorite players, uh, I mean, best player and favorite player are two different things completely. Yeah. Uh, but I do think in, in, the, in the shorter format of the game and especially IPL T20, as far as a, a, um, a captain goes and a leader, I think he's, he's the best in the business, you know, uh, yeah. and he's proved himself for so long. Uh, I think few, few would challenge that. But yeah, I think I have... Uh, I mean, appreciating how he finished games for India and he he won so many championships for us. Uh, obviously, he led te our team to to victories is one thing, but I think I've been more impressed with him as a person, the the leader, uh, the the man that he is, the person he is off off the pitch even more so. Uh, the the calmness, you know, Captain Cool, uh, and I just think that. He have played with such dignity and grace, and we don't see that too much these days. Um, mm. And he, yeah, so I think I'm proud of that. And you know, I've traveled around the world, and I've never met anybody who's ever said that they really hate <laughs> MSD. It's, it's you know, I mean, Kohli, I don't know, you you'd find a lot of takers. I think. Yes. <laughs> but MSD is, I think, in a league of his own, and I think yep. he's genuinely re revered not just by the billion indians but a lot of non-indians as well i That's think you just see him as such an ambassador for the sport and you see on twitter when it's his birthday it just goes into meltdown doesn't it that's the, that, that's the impact he's had hey um so yeah i think ms Dhoni for me as well has had an impact as a non-indian because of his calmness and his leadership yeah. and and just how many people talk 
so positively about him, you know, players and coaches and, and the like. Um, Preeti, before we, we, we chat more about, you know, India, England, Test Series coming up, IPL um, and the like, we'd love to, you know, touch a bit on women's cricket. We recently had a, you know, a feature on women's cricket and the growth of, of the game in, in, you know, in the women's side of things. Where do you see the women's game right now? Um, and where do you think it'll be in the next five years? Ah, this is, you, you've opened a Pandora's box. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people with a lot of views. Yes. So I, I, I want to give a, a, a nuanced answer. I think it's important for all of us, you know, um, including, you know, people who are responsible in the boards and so on to, to I think, have an honest conversation. So, it, look, it's not everybody's going to be into it. So you have to appreciate, just accept that. Don't force it on people. Don't push it because I think, there is, I think the political sort of um, social climate that, that we find ourselves in, in today. And it's just, there's a lot of, um, you know, imposing of one's uh, preferences and views onto the other, mm. you know, and you don't want that to happen to sport. And then you bring in this, this identity politics, you know, and then you start demonizing people just because they're not into a certain kind of sport that I think you'll push away there are, there are so many men out there who genuinely support women and want women's sport to thrive. You will push these people away if you start sort of, uh, you know, demonizing them for not kind of going all, all in. Um, so it, the job of the boards um, globally needs to make, uh, is to make women's cricket so competitive and so enticing and so appealing Great look at women's tennis. Women's tennis is very popular and they get, uh, you know, they are as appreciated as much as men's game. Why? Because the standard is so high. And 20, 30 years ago, it wasn't the case. But now it's, That's you know, we have superstars. We go, it, it's stylish. Mm-hmm. It's glamorous. It's amazing. I think it's great for women as well. And men watch it and women watch it too. And everybody loves it, right? So I yep. think women's cricket needs to go the way the WTA has taken women's tennis. I think, um, you know, these boards need to sort of do that uh, instead of just kind of trying to, uh, you know, tell people oh, how great is it, it is and you have to watch it and, um, you know, all that jazz. Uh, look, women are competitive. They're, they can perform at a very, very high level. They're passionate. They've got it. I think you have to bring that out and, yeah. and, you know, don't try to compete with the men. This isn't about, um, you know, because you, you will never compete with them and all the detractors will, will, will come out and, and there, there's, trust me, there's a lot of people who don't think this is going to work and you don't want to give them excuses, right. To say, Hey, I told you so, right. This yeah. is a bad idea. Um, I think that Australia and England surprisingly have taken the helm of women's cricket and they're taking it to the next level, which I think is fantastic. Um, I think with India, you know, with the BCCI and just India in general, uh, I would have thought that they would have pushed for that, but obviously that's not happening. Um, And I think it will take time for Indian women's cricket to get to that level and uh, keep growing. But, But the good thing is that because we have the numbers and we have the resources and even the infrastructure. Now, I think this is a long journey, a long yep. haul, you know, five, 10 years from now, you should, we should be having this conversation and 
be talking about how well Indian women have been doing in 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 the game of cricket mm-hmm. because I think uh, at that point they will get there. I think they're just starting to gain momentum. Um, what I've noticed is that their talent is absolutely there yep. with the Indian team, but they are a bit rusty. I think they're not getting opportunities to play and all they need is more play. The more, you know, match practice they get, they can, I think they could beat anybody. They should be winning World Cups. So, um, but they're not because I just don't think they're playing as much as the other teams. But I think women's cricket is going in the right direction. Uh, brilliant, because you know, our next question was going to be around the BCCI and what they could do to, to help the women's game grow in India. Um, do you have any other sort of views on what they can do domestically? Um, you know, a women's IPL down the track, things like that? I think the, what the danger is uh, doing too much at once, just throwing yeah. a lot yeah. out there. And I mean, already there is, uh, you know, this reluctance already. If you want to double down on this, you you will really get people, t- I think, taking a, a step back. I don't think we are ready for women's IPL. I think some of the men's other franchise leagues are, are struggling, like the PCB, for example, right? And Sri Lankan, you know, they're... Uh, I, their sort of league situation or whatever, you know, their T20 is not in such great shape. So I, I, I personally think that it's too premature for that. I think you need to build up, mm. you know, get, uh, get, get everybody playing a lot at a competitive level, make it exciting. You have to bring in somehow, you have to bring in music, entertainment, fashion. You got to mix all of this because remember, y- your market should be young girls and women. It's not dudes. It's not little boys. Like you shouldn't be trying to get them to watch women's cricket. You need to get all the girls involved. So how how does one do that? I think you need some marketing brains to um, mm. really come up with a plan that works. But I think a few years down the track, if all if if the ODI format um, and that maybe a T20 World Cup is successful and gets a lot of traction, I think then you can start talking about an IPL like a yeah or like a proper one you know yeah so now moving on to the India England series Preeti um what are your immediate impressions regarding the series that's coming up uh five test match series again in uh the last we played was in 2018 do you think this is the best chance India's best chance to win a series in England since 2007 yes I do think so. Um, we, we're in good shape. In, I mean, there are some concerns as well. But I mean, there's so a couple of things. Uh, I think this is not going to be the strongest England side mm. that the Indian team has seen. So which is, you know, it, it's, it's, it's good for us in a way. We don't know which of the players will end up playing because they're in their, their own uh, rotation policy. Some of them... Uh, I think there are a couple that had contracted the the, the, vi- the virus as well. So, you know, when um, the series starts, we don't know who's going to be uh, playing for them exactly. So I do think that we have taken care of our pace issue that we had all of these years. Finally, we have great fast ballers. We still need to fix, I think, the swing because I don't think we have uh, the, we, we could do better with that. Um, you know, so, and this is, by the way, this is the issue that 
with the WTC, I think, the, the final that happened, because for these conditions, mm. uh, we're getting there, but we're, we, we still, there are still uh, some challenges, I think, for in the Indian team, uh, period. So um, it'll be interesting. I think that uh, the selectors need to get their playing 11 right. I know that there's five, so you can, you know, maybe experiment a little bit. Uh, I think they should learn from this final that passed and look at everything that they did wrong because they did several yeah. things wrong. Yeah. You have to really keep a track of the weather. I feel like they didn't, you know, I mean, uh, I, I mean, August is going to be much more drier anyway, so you won't have the situation that we had. You're not going to have washed out matches, I think. I'm, I'm pretty not. sure. Hopefully not, but it's London. I mean, it's England, you never England, know. England, you never know. Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. But still, um, you know, just keep track of that. I think that, you know, m m the area of concern for me is I think that nobody's place is guaranteed. I think there is a mindset in this Indian team that, oh, we have to have Gil opening. You know, you, you have to have Pujara. You know, you have to have Rahane. Well, if they're not performing and if, Maybe England isn't the best place for them, uh, in, in like in the where they've performed in the past. I think you need to be honest about it and find the players who are performing right. Um, I just think that the selectors need to. I mean, this is really between the captain and the coach. Yeah. I think they need to keep the politics aside and don't pick people that you like. Pick the person who's going to deliver. Because yeah. I feel like there's been a lot of stuff ups uh, with their playing eleven recently, and uh, it's it's coming because of you know the players that they're picking versus mm. the players that should have been playing. So um, because the talent is there, yeah. but you're just getting the wrong combination who are not delivering. And again, the middle order collapse. You have got to watch that somehow. Yeah. I think I know that. There's a lot of pressure on these on these um, players, but every team has pressure. You know, every country has crazy fans, so you can't say that you're the only one in the world. Yeah, yeah, and and that's actually a perfect segue into the next question, which is sort of a twofold question. The first one being, um, a what really worries you about this Indian team, and then b what is it that excites you excites you about this Indian team? Yeah, the concerns definitely, like I pointed out, I think not picking the the right uh, both, you know, bowlers as well as your middle order, even your openers. Um, we don't have to worry about uh, is Gil going to open or not because obviously because of his injury, somebody else is going to get a chance, which I think is great. Uh, I would have liked to have seen him not open because I, I don't think he's been performing, to be honest, of late, at least not this year. So, um, so yeah, getting the right players, uh, you know, really being mindful of the weather. And I really think that, I mean, I know that this is such an aggressive, strong team that wants to win, but I want to see more hunger, I think. They, I, I Sometimes I get a sense that they know they're so good. They almost know that they are the best in the world in so many ways. And they are all these star players. They're legends in some way, but, but you can't like rest on your laurels, you mm. know, you have to be hungry for it and play like it's like your life depends on it i don't see that with this team i saw it in in the new zealand team when they played in the final they played for their life you know and they yeah oh look um, india did in australia to be to be fair i thought yeah. 
India played for their life here. I thought yes. they were absolutely outstanding. Um, yeah. What they had a lot the, to prove. Why do you have the impression that maybe this India team isn't as hungry as maybe those players that came in and performed so well in Australia? I, I you know, it, it's age, it's experience. You know, you you have, uh, you know, there are so many great players who have, you know, I mean, th- th- we have some veterans right now, you know, we have a lot of experience. But um, but I just think the 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 team as a whole, the energy of the team, the dynamic of the team, uh, I, I want to see more hunger. Yeah. So because even like after they lost that WTC final, I mean, when I was looking on social media, I mean, these people are just, they're going to the Euro, they're going to the Wimbledon, they're just having a, a, a jolly time in London. And I just, I was like, really? You just lost a pretty phenomenal, like pretty, like a landmark uh, match. I'd be a little mm. more upset if I was you. And even, you see, even the coach is there, right? But <laughs> Great seats at Wimbledon. I mean, this doesn't look good. It's the optics are not Interesting. good. Interesting. Mm. They, they need to be mindful of that because Indian fans, trust me, they're very, um, what's the word? They're kind of very um, flippant. I mean, uh, they yeah. love you today. They will not love you tomorrow. <laughs> it's very Twitter. easy to Twitter get them very upset. And I think they are pushing yeah. their luck a little bit. Yeah, you know? okay. And who excites you from the team? You think about plays you, know, you want to come in and do well. Who do you think that'll be? Definitely the bowlers. Finally, we have we have that sorted, uh, right? So I Bhuvaneshwar, if he's fit um, because he's had injury issues, uh, he he would he's great. Shami is great. I want to see Siraj play. Yeah. Um, you know, Ishant is great. Umesh Yadav is great. Umbra, ooh, I don't know how much you want to. Um, you know, uh, he might, you should rest him, I think, for a test or, or two and get mm. someone else to play because there's, there's mm. so much talent in the bowling department. Um, and you need Boomer yeah. for the white ball stuff, don't you? You know, World Cup and um, IPL there as well. So. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. That's where yeah. the real excitement is when you, when you talk about who I'm excited about. It's really in the, with the T20 and, and, and the ODI versions. Yeah. But uh you know, I, I would like to see some of, uh, I guess they're saying that Sky and Shaw are on their way to England, but they're going to miss the first two tests. But if they play a test at, at all, I, that would be excellent. I'd love to see both of them get a shot. I, I think Shaw is a young talent that needs to be groomed. Uh, Sky do you think, he, do you think he has the technique or the ability to handle England conditions right now? He has the technique. Um, I would, people look at him as a potential captain. I don't see him as a leader though, in the same way that I would see a Rishabh Pant or a Sanju Samson, right? So I, I think Shaw is, to me, a player, a great mm. a batsman under the right conditions. I don't see him as a future captain of India in any format. Mm. So, But he can be groomed, I think, to, to, um, to become... A reliable opener or a, you know somebody yeah. at two or three um but yeah you're right i think different players will will do better in different conditions well let's see how the english conditions suit him they may or may not you know yeah he, i mean we have to see what his is he able to adapt i mean it, the, the, nothing the england's not going anywhere you know those the, the, that weather and those pitches are not going anywhere so you have to adapt and you need to get with the program and yes absolutely um, 
tough, tough series to predict. I'm, I'm really having difficulty picking a scoreline because I think both teams have got strengths about them, particularly yes. with the bowling, but both teams are sort of capable of collapsing with the bat. Yes. Do you have a prediction in mind of, of what you think, you know, the scoreline yes. will be? I think that a draw is a very, um, and I can't believe we're talking in these terms when a draw is a good result. But honestly, when you haven't won since for the last over 10 years, then a draw is mm. a good, you know, um, victory. I think a draw is a must. If you lose, if you get, if they get like wiped out, I've, I'd be very disappointed. Yes, as a, a lot of Indians would. Not their, yeah. This is not a great England that. team. This is not a great yeah. England team. So the opportunity is there. Agree. Yeah. This is not the best Eng English no. team. So you cannot be losing to this team. Honestly, you, it, that's bad. Yeah. Um, I think a draw is very uh, possible. And there, I would say the default is, is the draw. Um, wow. To win this, wow, you'd, you'd have to, uh, you'd have to win three tests, right? That's asking for a lot. Um, yeah, you think so. I think, I you think three, win three win tests will yeah. win this series because both, I think if the weather is good, I don't know if we'll see a lot of draws because both sides That's with true. the bat, both sides yeah. with the yeah. bat. Um, yeah, so interesting. That should be good. Um, moving on to white ball cricket, you know, IPL schedule was announced, yeah. UAE, uh, you know, let our you know listeners and viewers know who do you support in the Indian Premier League? <laughs> it should be a no surprise. <laughs> uh, definitely CSK all the way, baby. <laughs> all the way. After talking about MSD, brilliant. Yes. Um, looking I mean, good. They were looking good, CSK this season. You know what? All the, all the naysayers, all the haters, they were like, yeah, <laughs> they're going to come bottom. And, and I yeah. was like, uh-uh, I don't think so. They're going to make it to the top four. I was like, you got, come on, you got MSD. I was, they won like six or seven in a row. I was very impressed. They're looking very good. Yep. And in your opinion, what impact has the IPL had in, in growing India's strong white ball depth? Because India can put two or three very good white ball teams together. Um, do you think the IPL has had a significant impact in that? Absolutely. I think uh, what the IPL has done, so two things, one thing for soft power for India, because I, I'm, I mean, my background is in geopolitics and I always talk about this sort of changing balance of power that we see in the world economically and politically. And India is very much part of that too. It's the, it's the, uh, the India story, right? That they're the, the, the next emerging superpower. So th that's great. But what I see with cricket is the same thing. Mm. It's, um, you know, uh, I just think that we dominate and there's a, a few reasons why. Obviously, we have the numbers, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, is it 80% of the revenue and viewership comes from one country and then the other 20 is broken up into the diaspora around the world and then the 10% maybe would be the non-Indian, non-diaspora cricket fans, right? So when you look at that kind of breakdown, it's, I don't think there's any other sport where this sort of, there's such a huge dominance of mm. one country, maybe basketball in America, obviously, but not, you know, uh, it, it's yeah. different, right? It's very American. It's a fair point, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, so IPL has been great if, for that, but remember, um, I think you have to thank the BCCI, what they've done. They've created an amazing domestic 
structure and they're looking pan India. They're realizing that the best talent is in the little towns. And now we have kids from the little towns who get a shot in the uh, Ranji Trophy domestic cricket, and then they make their way to IPL. We've, we're seeing so many, you know, of these uh, amazing, uh, you know, uh, players getting uh, a, a chance and 20 years ago wouldn't have happened. Mm. So I think IPL is, has created a structure where, um, you know, a domestic Indian talent can learn from uh, not just a Virat Kohli or a Dhoni, but also a Steve Smith or an ABD. Yeah. And that's priceless. And that makes them competitive and confident. And then when they go into their, when they represent India in either the ODI test or the T20 World Cup, you know, this, they can cope with pressure. They yeah. can cope with expectation. And they're not scared because now they've also made friends with some of these, these great international superstars, right? So I think the dynamic is so good. And it's not competitive. Like you see how the, the teams kind of hang out. I think it's yeah. really healthy. So I think IPL has done more for Indian, India and Indian soft power than I think the government uh, can ever do. So, so kudos to the BCCI for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and now, you know, shifting our attention to your YouTube channel um, and your content platform, uh, the Preeti Experience. Uh, talk to us a bit about the Preeti Experience. Um, what motivated you to create the channel and what's it about and, and what do you want to achieve from it? Oh, well, thank you for, for asking me that question. No worries. Not everybody asked me, you know, what made you yeah. come up with that? So originally it was a uh, like a repository for all of my interviews. I, I do a lot of talks uh, or I get interviewed for TV, radio and podcasts. So it was, you know, a collection of that. I basically, I put up, uh, you know, I have done over 500, I think, media interviews over the last few years. So they were all there in the one place. It was really just, you know, that they, they kind of housed them. But then re, a few years ago, I uh, because I was writing and speaking so much on these issues like politics and business, spirituality and culture, I thought, well, um, I should put up some content there. And uh, I think what I do on my channel is I have very deep, meaningful, empowering conversations with uh, global thought leaders and legends in the area of business, sports, and politics. So uh, it's, you know, I have a formula and I have a, a certain kind of setup for, for my episodes and the kind of guests that I bring in. So um, I've started doing that and it's been incredible. And I have, I added the cricket bit to it only very recently because I realized that it is um, a huge market. Mm -hmm. And I think there is so much parallel between sports and business slash leadership, just in general, right? And I think that people would be interested to learn from, you know, you can learn, you know, leadership lessons from, from a, you know, a, 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 a winning team or a winning coach um, that you could use in your business. It's not just like relegated to, to sports alone. So adding sports was great. It's mainly cricket, but I also love soccer and mm -hmm. I love tennis. I love chess too. So I've added, I think, some sports that I watch and I admire and appreciate. And uh, I'll be, you know, getting, trying to get the legends on 
on for those sports too. And of course, authors and journalists as well. So, um, Very and good. it's just there to inspire and empower people. And through COVID, it's been amazing. People are hungry for this stuff. Yeah, they want something spiritual, positive, um, talking about meditation and all that, you know, wonderful thing, you know, how to cope with COVID and the deeper sort of philosophical way to understand what's happening. It's all karmic. It's all an illusion. You know, you have to yeah. detach yourself from it and just be in the present moment, that sort of stuff. It's about providing value to your audience yes, in absolutely. any way, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Really good luck with the channel and hope we get to see a lot more on the channel in the, in the future. And and thank you so much, Preeti, for, for your time today. It was a great chat with you. Um, you know, you're quite the all-rounder, as I mentioned in the introduction, and, you know, your cricketing knowledge is fantastic as well. So all the best with your channel, and thank you so much for, for coming on today. Wow. Thank you, Charvel. Thank you, Nash. It's been a pleasure always to speak to you. Your questions were on point, and thank you for, for digging deep and, and going there and also, uh, you know, asking me a little bit about, uh, you know, what I do and the motivation behind what I do. I hope your audience enjoyed it. And guys, please, you know, find me and, and uh, you know, reach out and uh, ask me questions. I'm very, uh, you know, I, I love to interact with the people who've listened to me over various platforms. So I look forward to connecting with all of you soon. Absolutely. So yes. Yeah, so, so Preeti, uh, you can find her on the Preeti experience on uh, YouTube and, and Twitter as well. But, and you're also on Instagram. That's right. Uh, Preeti. Yes, so. it's, the, it's the Preeti effect on Twitter. It's Preeti the Preeti effect. effect on Insta and YouTube. The channel is the Preeti experience and LinkedIn and Facebook as well. It's just Preeti Upala. So go and check it out guys. And thank you for listening. And thanks once again to Preeti. Namaste. Thank you.